Hey, this is Duke Warfield here, and you're listening to the Oversell Podcast, the best podcast in all the podcast nation. So if you want to hear the best, listen to the best, and I'm here. <laughs> it is episode 44, and we are talking WWE Fastlane, local Memphis wrestling, and talking to Randy Hales. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. I'm Mo. <laughs> and I'm Duke Warfield. <laughs> and we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. Uh, be sure Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me on podcast. I've got a new Twitter handle. Oh, yeah. Derek Oversell, D-E-R-I-C-K, I think Oversell. I noticed that. I think, yeah. I, I think it's a notification. I figure that's easier that to spell than Shrope Nuts. Yeah, that's, so yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to make it easy on people. I never knew what it was. I never knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need the microphone when you talk so that well, you. There. Take two. I yeah. never knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew what it was. We've had Buffy discussions. We have, we have. Yeah. I love Buffy. Yeah. Caleb is still the man. Anyway. WWE Fastlane was this week, and I'm, I'm going to no, cut I you No, I like off. Borat Love Buffy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't kidnap Sarah Michelle Gellar. They have I'll laws. I'll kick Freddie hey. Pr- Prince Jr. in the hashtag ding dong. Oh. There you go. Kick, ding dong uh, kick on Freddie Prince see. Jr. Let's see. That's about a minute in, and we already have a ding dong kick reference. <laughs> yep. Didn't take five minutes. No. no. <laughs> WWE. Have- go ahead. No, I'm good. WWE Fastlane this week. Um, it's been a while since we've had you guys on. What's been going on with you guys before we get to Fastlane? A great three days of wrestling, man. It was really good. Got my spirits up. Really needed it. It was really good. I got to work with old Dookie Warfield over here. And uh, we worked Friday in South Haven for Randy Hills. Yep. Always fun working for Randy. I love Randy. I have a ton of respect for him. We had a good little match. And then uh Saturday night, RSWF for Soul Taker. Oh, wow. I uh, took on the uh, United States champion, DJ Brown, and he got lucky and cheated and pulled my hair and my tights and poked me in the eye and stepped on my fingers. <laughs> and re- but I'm, I'm going to take the title from him next time. No doubt about it. And then Sunday, MEW Lucha. Yeah, that I heard it was a big show. How was oh, the turnout was, over there? Oh, it was great. I don't have a specific number, but I heard it was... It was it was in the hundreds. It was pretty cool. It awesome. was awesome. Gr- a lot of energy. I actually got to take Dookie here under my wing, and we got a win over 3G Eric Wayne and <laughs> Nick Grimes. So it was a lot of fun. What about you, uh, big guy, big fella? Did I think it was fun, or <laughs> <laughs> did I enjoy being your under your turn. wing? Both. Both? <laughs> <laughs> On Friday, we did have a very enjoyable match where it was me and you, Derek Kings. Derry King's bodyguard came out, distracted me to where you could get the win. So I I don't know if you beat me clean yet, but don't do that. (laughs) I love you, Derek. (laughs) Where you got the win on Saturday? I went and fought Kazari with you at SGWA for that was his name, Kazari, right? Well then, why'd you question me what his name was if you don't know what it was? (laughs) Oh, I have this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun episode. Not gonna. 
where he ended up getting the win. And then, like you said, I enjoyed being under your wing. It was crouched down, and it was a little small for my liking, but it was fun. Did we win? We did win. Who got the pin? Who got the pin? Mister, you threw Nick Grimes. Well, put the mic on him. Well, you got in the way. Why were you in the – I was throwing him into Eric, and you got in his way. You counted the six in Spanish. I've never even seen you count into six in English. Come on, bro. Dang. You you got in the way of Nick Grimes. I was trying to make. I'm glad Eric chopped you. <laughs> Raul's listening. He said he's sorry. He's listening in the car. But thanks for joining us again, Raul. I got to meet him at the last MEW show. I got to go to. Really nice guy. And. Um, I still think you have to have the microphone to talk. If not, you're just. <laughs> <laughs> and then this weekend, what we're going is we have MEW, or I do, and then Saturday I'm heading up to NWA Mid South to take on Jason in a bare knuckles, or brass knuckles on a pole match. Breast. Me too. Brass knuckles on a pole match. Oh, now you learned how to talk when you're correcting Bre- me. Bre- <laughs> 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 Say something for yourself and let's see how it goes. The Golden Bay Great Anthony sat on a wall. The Golden Bay Great Anthony. Hey, 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 easy. Pull easy. it back there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't, um, I'm, I'm going to be at MEW. You know, the, where we're the elite. Saturday? RSWF, Soul Taker. We're going to be holding it down. It's awesome. You guys should come. Check it out. Good show. I wanted to check out RSWF. Um, Alan talks a lot about it. Alan awesome. Steele. Yeah, Alan Steele's there. Um, and he's going to be at SGWA, I think. Friday, uh, you guys got MEW now. You're wrestling. Are you wrestling Sunday? I'm wrestling Sunday also for Mid South for a benefit show at two up there. So okay, Wait, were you working Wildfire this weekend too? No. Okay. End up, you know, Kevin Lawler talked to me at NXT and then just was never able to get a hold of me mm-hmm. for whatever reason the scheduling there. But there's one month, so hopefully I'll be able to work his next show. Okay. Cool deal. Uh, while I got you here, you know, I bumped into you in NXT. What'd you think of the show? It was great. My daughter loved it. Bailey killed it. Bailey, after her match, came by and said hi to my daughter. Didn't see her on the way down the ring. She, you know, she mentioned, "Hey, I'll bring her some bracelets back." I'm like, "Great. My daughter's gonna be crushed. A WWE or NXT <laughs> superstar isn't coming back out after they've left. You know, and there's another match. Mm-hmm. She ends up coming back after the show, standing at the curtain." Hugging my daughter, telling her thanks for coming out, giving her three bracelets. My daughter loved it. Wow. I just sweet didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. You doubt it, Bailey. You doubt it, Bailey. I hope she didn't hug you. <laughs> <laughs> she hugged me. <laughs> I didn't get a hug. I'm upset. That was his hug. No, I was sitting in the fourth row. I wasn't in the first row. Like that jerk Chris Vernon. Son of a. <laughs> now, did you want to hug Bailey or did you want to hug Valor Bailey? Yes. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> Either Whoever or. was giving a hug. I, hey, if Valor wants to give a bro hug, I'll take a bro hug from Valor every day of the week. <laughs> well, let's get to WWE Fastlane. Um, you know, it was, it was an all right pay-per-view overall. Uh, had a lot of stumbling to me. There's a, it, it seemed like it reached a certain point and it just kind of stalled. And they were, the, the point it kind of stalled at was um, Charlotte and Brie. I think that match was just as, as far as like the momentum of the card. You, uh, the Del Rio match that opened up on the pre-show, I thought was a great match. That was a great match, I lo- yes. and I loved how uh, 
um, Del Rio gave up gave up a pin or gave up a win in, or in that just to beat on yeah yeah Kalisto is yeah. psychologically it made a lot of sense to me and I thought it was just a great match through and through and it should have actually been on the main card you had that dud match between the social outcasts and our truth and yeah that wasn't even announced was it yeah no. that was just filler you had that then you had the new day segment oh that was a waste which was of time. complete garbage that was that was monday night raw material that was not a pay-per-view was, that was i was Smackdown. so disappointed that was yeah. i mean it was great until the, the new day segment was well no i figured if they could hear you and you use a child's <laughs> voice i use a man's voice they could hear me the New Day segment, though, with Edge and Christian was great up until they brought out the League of Nations. Yeah, that made no sense to me. Because, hmm. well, I, I mean, now you've got two supposed heel factions going at each other. And, so, I, thought, I, and I thought the rumors were Enzo and Big Cass were supposed to come. Supposed and that would have been a perfect oh, opportunity yeah, for that. Yeah. That would have been a perfect opportunity for that. What would you guys think of Alberto Del Rio and Kalisto? Like, uh, great. The first fall, like, yeah, beating him down, getting the intentional disqualification to lead into the second fall was awesome. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do with Kalisto. Like, I love him. I'm digging him. I think I would love to see if they could get Ray back for SummerSlam Mm -hmm. and do sort of like a passing of the torch, Ray and Kalisto. I think they could really tear it up. I thought um, Mysterio and Sin Cara would a couple years ago, but, of course, you know, his fingers and toes and (laughs) – (laughs) Knees. <laughs> Whatever else went wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> Which he's got a part of it. Have you been watching Lucha at all? Nah. It's, right. He's got an interesting gimmick going on where he's kind of like um, mentoring this guy that hasn't really um, debuted yet. But it's really, it's Ray Mysterio and he's going to be involved with other luchadors and it's going to be fantastic. I bet. I bet. Uh, what'd you think of Alberto and uh, Kalisto, Mr. Warfield, sir? Throw your dookies on the chat. If he could get a <laughs> microphone, he could tell you. <laughs> we call them, I call them war, Warfieldians. Warfieldians. <laughs> I thought it was a great match. I liked the building of the match. The heel always losing that first one gives the, you on that edge that throughout the match you think the babyface should go ahead and win it. Other than that, you know, it was, I'm not a huge fan of Albert Del Rio, and I never have been, but it was more enjoyable than I thought their last match at the Royal Rumble. So You have something in common with Mike. I didn't even watch the match. You didn't even watch it? No. no actually, I was out getting food for oh, the pay-per-view. Okay, okay. So, gotcha, gotcha. But, is, well, you, but that was strategic in my well, part because I, I knew that was on the pre-show. It just <laughs> – it, it, uh, it was a good match. You you actually – you I think you would have been impressed with the quality of this match. Uh, then I think the we moved on – they moved on. Dan, what did you think of the match? I thought it was a good one, you know, uh, good psychology and everything, you know. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I gave it a B. Yeah, I, I'd say solid B. Don't look at me. I didn't. Oh see yeah, it. you didn't. You got. You gave <laughs> it the I. I, I you give got it a the C. Because <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> I give about, you a C. What about I a grade on that match? See it. Uh, grade on Alberto and Singer. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a B. Well, I, I think it. it really showcased what Kalisto could do. He's Del Rio. I mean, come on. They just brought him back a few months ago. He beat Cena. Yeah. Clean yeah. for the United States title. Yep. So, I mean, and, you know, I think they're, especially with social media bringing the reality to a forefront, I think they're really about to start pushing on his MMA background and really legitimize him probably not long after WrestleMania. I don't know why not push it now. I think with all the injury, all the injuries, I think Del Rio would be a great 
addition to WrestleMania, but he'll probably get thrown in the Battle Royal. And, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I give it a B. I, li- I-, I liked it. Duke? I'm going to go ahead and just agree with everybody else that it was a B. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything horrible. It did set up for the pay-per-view very well. So, Next up, we had Kevin Owens versus uh, Dolph Ziggler again. And I thought I thought that was if it was one of the top two matches of the night. Mozart, I can already tell. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it really was. Kevin Owens loves you, Mo. No, uh, he doesn't. Yes, he, he blocked does. me on Twitter. Oh, he did. He <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Diet Owens Diet with a Waffle House title on it. <laughs> it must have been something I said. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. Take me back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're not the only one. I'm pretty sure. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm still giving you a C because you blocked me. Oh. <laughs> well, I thought I thought they teared it up, tore it up. I guess. Yeah, no, they did pretty good. It was so good they teared it up. Yeah. They teared it up. Kevin that, Owens is. He took one. Uh, Dolph took one hell of a bump, like chest first into that turnbuckle. Yeah. I mean that. I I don't think anybody else could have done that but Dolph. But I mean, it was that was just like a hellacious deformed kind of way to fall into a turnbuckle (laughs) so it hurt both me and mo while we were watching it Mm -hmm. i held my shoulder i had to go get some ice yeah yeah. after that Uh, and i love that um suplex owens does the reverse from the top yeah yeah, for reverse superplex or whatever owens is so great he's just he's i think he's starting to get better and better um he's he he's going to be a next uh, top heel for that company this year. All right, I, I I praised him, but here here here's my critique on the guy. Um, his his move set just seems. You've probably heard me say the joke before. It's like he got his move set off WWE 2K16. It's like if it, like two super kicks. Like first off, I'm a Shawn Michaels guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's why yeah. I do what I do. Like as Dan, Dan knows oh, all too well. Don't don't tell any stories. I'll show him pictures of you with a raggedy Andy wig and a world title. Whoa, <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's only weird well, if you make it weird. And you know that's the the super kick is going the way of the DDT to where the DDT was a <sighs> finisher for a while. Yeah, and now true, everyone true. Yeah. everyone is throwing super kicks. But I mean, yep. it's like his move. He steals everybody else's spot. It's like, man, come on, dude. I dig him. I, I'm starting to dig his mic work a little bit better as long as it's not the same old. I've heard about his wife and kids so much. Like, it's sort of like, like everybody does that now. Like, Titus O'Neil, Roman Reigns, like they all do that. Like, And he's not a prize fighter. Like, Brock would kill him. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of hoping for Brock. Uh, Brock. Cabinet I was too because then I could be, like that would be so enjoyable for me. Well, anyway. I know you. <laughs> yeah. See, that's probably him. Uh, he probably unblocked me. My phone went off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Kevin, Kevin Owens is live in the <laughs> chat room. Um, Duke, oh what do you think of the match? As enjoy the thing you guys are talking about the super kicks are kind of like clotheslines now. They're yeah. not yeah. a finisher, but they are a good cutoff point. So with everybody using them, yeah. Even like um, Ziggler, use you know, even tuned up the band. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is he stealing all of DX's old finishers with? You, f- hey, you figure- guys get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> He's tuning up the band, and just because I sound like him a little bit, 
I get crucified. It's, it's not fair. I'm telling you, it's not fair. It's not fair at all. They're booking me at the Red Room to pretend I'm Shawn Michaels, <laughs> and he's warming up the band on TV. Yeah, well, I, 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 I didn't agree with him warming up the band. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Shawn just show up on Raw like not too long ago and tell Seth Rollins, like, I tried to be the only, the best Shawn Michaels I could be, stop being Shawn Michaels number two? Dolph, come on, yeah. man. I love you. Like, I love you for that awesome diss on Total Divas where you were like, run awkwardly to the ring. Like, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and and I really hope you and Nikki work out. I'm, I'm, I mean, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going on Twitter? He's probably going to get, like, the first, like, person to be banned from our podcast eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what do you think of uh, Owens and Ziggler? It was a Ziggler match, so you know it was going to be good. Yeah, Ziggler needs to do something to um, refresh his image. To me, it's just he's gotten to me. He's gotten stale. I don't even think it's that. I don't. I don't think he could refresh his image because WWE is just going to hold him back. It doesn't matter what he does. Well, and, he t- and, he t- and it's not. And I'm not saying this because it's his fault, but he gets hurt. He gets in a big spot and he gets hurt, and then he's out. Yeah, just like the word. And that's not. I'm not trying to blame that on him because injuries happen, but. It's just that that's what sucks about it is he gets but finally gets that moment I'm to shine. Go, I'm going to be really interested to see because it's like I'm going to be really, really interested to see what happens to Seth Rollins when he comes back. If he suffers the same fate as Ziggler and if he gets put in a mid-card spot where he's no longer, you know, viable or anything like that, you know, where when he, and he becomes like the next Dolph Ziggler, you know. I seriously doubt it's going to happen because I know he's in with – Everybody, you know. I actually have some fantasy booking for when Seth Rollins comes back. I'll go ahead and go into it now. Imagine Seth Rollins coming back and he does a promo and he says, um, you know, I'm just happy to be back in the WWE. I'm just happy to be back with Triple H and Stephanie. Triple H and Stephanie come out clapping their hands. And they say, Seth, we're really happy to have you back. But you've been replaced. And Kevin Owens' music hits and Kevin Owens goes and whoops Seth Rollins' ass. No. I'd rather see that with Roman Reigns, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think they're going to pull the trigger with a Roman's heel turn. I just don't think they're going to do if it. If he wins the title at Mania, oh, he's going to turn heel. Well, uh, if you would have, they're going to have to. If you listen to the, if you listen to the cheers that Triple H got, you'd already think he was a heel this past Monday mm-hmm. on Raw. That was awesome. I mean, that's that was a hell of a beatdown, and people, <laughs> I'm sure Vince in the back was like, "What's going on here? Mm-hmm. They're supposed <laughs> to be throwing you, Triple H." Well, you didn't beat him up enough. Like, well, you oh, wait, Brock's my top baby face? <laughs> Oops. Well, you got still got Cena coming back, at, you know, in the next couple of months, too. I mean, right. As soon as he gets, you know, you got your baby face there. I mean, I like your fantasy booking for Seth. I have my own theory for Seth. Uh, but that gets to my fantasy booking, which we'll go over when we get closer to talking <laughs> about WrestleMania. We talked about it before we started recording. Uh, but if that happens, I see him being sort of like a Triple H back when the Alliance was around. Yeah. Even though I think he missed the Alliance, like everybody yeah, was, was always. He but, but everybody was still talking like, "Whoa! If Triple H comes back, is he going to be for the Alliance? Is he going to be for the WWE? Right? Or WWE? You know, I believed yeah. it. Yeah. I believed it. <laughs> um, Ain't suing me. Boy, I gave, I'm going to give uh, Owens and Ziggler a B plus because I thought it was just. High, if if it's it was one of the top two matches on the card, it was like, top two and it was only a B, really B plus. Still, nothing's <laughs> an A. I mean, it it has to be a crazy ass moment to get an A. 
Okay, because I was going to give it an A. Well, you that's my grade. <laughs> that's my grade. I was just, I was just shocked that it was one of the top two, but it wasn't an A. Yeah. For you. Well, I mean, it, the, the whole pay per view as a whole wasn't that good to me. Okay. So, I mean, it was, I mean, I agree. Okay. Well, so you give but it an I, A. I think it's an A, though. I mean, I think it was a great match. Next. Last pay per view that we did, you gave out at least one A, right? Oh yeah. I just didn't think there was any A matches on it. Well, there. I'll give one match an A. Once again, Mo, they can't I hear you. Which match it'll be? You got to take the mic. You handed me the microphone and then you started talking. <laughs> <laughs> do you want the microphone back or do you want to sit there awkwardly? There For just nine ninety nine, the Oversell Podcast offers all the conversations that you can't hear me having. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> it's extra content. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. You know, this we're, tr- we're trying to make filmed. some money. This is being filmed right now. We're going to DVD and soon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make some money, kid. Mo, Owens and Ziggler, what grade you give it? A minus. Okay. A minus. That's good. Uh, you know, it doesn't get an A plus because you, you, know, you got back, blocked. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! If this makes you feel any better, I got blocked by a pro wrestler on Twitter. Matt, no, no, I got blocked. <laughs> I got blocked by Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks. He's gonna super kick your kid. Do you have uh, a kid? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be here in July. He's gonna super kick Dan's kid. <laughs> no, no, my kid will be. All your fault. My kid would knock him in the nuts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if I see any of the Young Bucks coming up, my kid in July, they're gonna have some problems. Are your kids taller than the Young Bucks? I don't. Well, I don't have any kids yet. My first one's coming in July. Okay, well, I see you. I'll ask you again in July. Okay, there you go. There you go. Duke? I'm going to give the match an A. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like you said, it was at least the second best match on the card, if not the best. So, Dan? I'm going to stay with B+. Plus. See? I'm you not know, B+. Plus, it, it, a minus B+. Plus is real close to an A-. minus. And, you know... He just doesn't want to agree with me. No, I... <laughs> I need to believe that people are going to lose or win a match for it to actually get an A. You, know? you just don't want to agree with me. Agree with you. You're the R-Truth to my gold dust. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not let this get too weird. We're tag team champions, Dan. We're partners for life. Stay shocked, baby. And Eric Bischoff ain't interrupting us, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. Okay. You hear that? That's the wheels coming off. Yeah. Uh, we also had um, actually. I opened up the. We uh, I told the wrong match. Opened up the card. We had opened up with um, Sasha and Becky versus Team Bad, which yeah. I thought that was a great match too. It was a good match. Yeah, it was yeah. good. I Sasha like, looked great. You know, it, it served its purpose. as always. George will agree with you, Mo. He's a big Sasha fan. I mean, like when I say big, he's. I'm gonna uh, let you finish. And Sasha's awesome, but <laughs> Becky Lynch is better. <laughs> I mean. It, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, and it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Um, as far as I hear, they got big plans for the Divas title come WrestleMania. A good triple threat, at least. Oh, like, it's got to be. Yeah, I'd love to see like a gauntlet or something. There's so many girls that Maybe like they get rid of that damn butterfly belt. Yeah, that's finally that's true. But right. I, it was just a great great Divas match. It's finally good I, uh, to see the Divas finally start getting, especially the right Divas, because Sasha Bailey is one of the best wrestlers they have. Here's my only beef with the with the with the Divas match. Like, Sasha Bailey. Sasha, I'm Sasha. Sasha Beck. <laughs> my, I'm thinking uh, of your kid's name. He's huh? combining. He's combining wrestlers now. What is he? Well, if it's a daughter, if we're having a daughter. There you go. Sasha Bailey. <laughs> Sasha Bailey. <laughs> Sasha Bailey Banks. Anyway, but um. 
but yeah, my only beef is, and it's a little one, like, Naomi, like, I like, I like Naomi's character, where it's going, now I'm finally starting to be entertained by her, but that little multiple kick thing she does, if she just cut it down a little bit, mm-hmm. like, because she goes so long, you can tell it's not really, like, just go, bam, 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 maybe do one, of fl- put your booty in her face, that's what you do, right, right. Like, was it uh, called the rear end? The rear ending? Rear view. The rear, rear view. view. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not a fan of it. She should just super kick people. Everyone else is. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you meet Sean at a comic con and he super kicks you or something. Well, thanks. <laughs> hey, I'd, I'd, I'd be privileged by yeah, that. Yeah, that, I'd sell the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> For the match, I'm going to give it a B. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, at the, and it's it's it was good seeing. Divas open up a card like that. When yeah. was the last time you saw Divas open up a card? Right. And get a decent amount of time. Yeah. It wasn't a quick little three yeah, minute throw away. Three minute Ava Marie or some <laughs> someone coming out or o- Oksana versus whoever that she had that most horrible match. I think it was a Brie Bella. I think they had like this match that was just a complete stinker a long time ago. But really excited for where they're going with the Divas division. Especially with Bailey coming up on the horizon. Hopefully soon. Mike. Sister, give it a B. She's not gonna be sister. sister. <laughs> <laughs> I am hoping for that too. That's it's what not, I want to see. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna be his sister, that Miko Rotunda. That's gonna be the eater of worlds. Girl. She's there's too much money to be made <laughs> off purple shirts, off headbands. I mean, Duke. Anywhere right but pay per view. Anywhere <laughs> but pay per view. <laughs> there's just she. She's way too much money. Because I saw, but there's one dude at, at the show that was going absolutely insane. Way too much money. Need I bring you back to Bash at the Beach when too much money Hulk Hogan turned to? <laughs> and it became the biggest thing in the world I've yeah, ever but seen. When, but the white, do you Bailey really becomes the female John Cena. Kevin Owens goes on a diet. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, the Wyatts are And the wrestling world is back on top. The Wyatts aren't really doing strong right now, so would you really want Bailey brought up and put into a weak group like the Wyatts? D- would a female motivate you? <laughs> no, not my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere but pay-per-view. <laughs> what was the next What was the next match on the card? Uh, well, let's go through the grades on the the Diaz tag match. I gave it a B, Mike. I gave it a B. Mo Hey, I love you, Becky. Call me. Follow me on Twitter, at least. Duke, I'm warning you, you can't handle an Irish chick, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go with the B for the match. I enjoyed it. Irish chick will eat you alive. (laughs) Dan? Please. That that doesn't sound too bad. Well, (laughs) what you guys think in the chat room? Hashtag... Never mind. Yeah, uh, hashtag, you, hashtag you, never mind. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Becky is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, George of the Tower says, OMG, that multi-kick move is the dumbest shit. I'm so glad <laughs> Becky countered with the suplex. Can mm-hmm. you do it? I can't. I, I don't think many people I'm talking could. to George. Maybe no. <laughs> Next match, Mike. Uh, according to this, that was the, the Ryback, Big Show, Kane, okay. and the Wyatt Kill. family. Why did they win that match? I <laughs> George asked, "Can you?" Once or twice. <laughs> you couldn't do about sixteen of them like she does. <laughs> yeah, this is the match that didn't. This is where the card kind of got a little derailed. Yeah, because it was just like, why you've built that monster group? You've got the monster Strowman that you've been building that you built during the Royal Rumble. 
and you completely take it apart with a win. And not only that, you have the, someone up, like by the other team, and you have Luke Harper who is a workhorse, mm-hmm. and for a guy his size is is a great worker. Yeah. And then you have Bray just sitting there on the outside who's a main draw. Mm-hmm. I want Braun Strowman to beat up Luke Harper. Not Luke Harper, but Eric Rowan. Oh. And then I want Eric Rowan to join the social outcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. That's that's some crazy. Think about it for a second. Is, that is let, let, let it let it let it marinate in your brain and you'll love it. Eric Rowan. It, with still with the torn up Wyatt mask. He just won't let it go. He misses Daddy Wyatt, but he, it'd be awesome. You know it would. Well, they, they they seem to have not cared about Wyatt anymore, so I don't think you could get a storyline like that. <laughs> Anywhere me. but pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. But this was the one match that was almost like you knew exactly yeah, yeah. that the Wyatts were going to win. It was the it. sure win. Maybe they wanted. They, maybe they want. I'm starting to call him Ryberg now since he changed his gear. The only thing that I can – like the only reason I can come up with is the fact that they're supposed to be monster heels, and Vince doesn't like the fact that they're light. So he's not going to give them a chance to. He's not going to give the fans the chance to cheer heels on the pay per view. Hmm. Well, that's just it. I mean, like they don't get like the reaction the New Day does. Right. You know, it's not a reaction of you know, hey, I like these guys. It's a reaction of wow, these guys are nuts. I like these guys. Yeah. You know, this is a crazy gimmick. I like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know. If you continuously have people go over them, it kind of loses its luster. Yeah, I mean, they've been continuously killing this gimmick. So when does he become a monster again and start just running through everybody? I, I mean, mean, he's got three guys. You know, this yeah. it goes all the way back to when he lost to John Cena at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way back that far. They've I mean, never, like, they've never believed. He's getting, in a, in he's getting pay per view payoffs though. He's getting yeah. pay per view fa- payoffs. You know, you can't. You can't discount the fact that he's been on every major was, pay-per-view in was, the last year. Was anyone else here at New or- was was anyone in New Orleans no. for WrestleMania? There, dude, Wyatt was like they had his they had a live band play his music. Yeah, he came out. The entire building was clapping with it, mm-hmm. except for like the two little kids in the front row that were going John Cena. <laughs> but, uh, was that? It was, was that the one where they're all they're waving their hands, singing "Whole World in His Hands"? Yes, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. that looked really cool. I, it, now that I remember that, I hated that he lost to Cena. It, it was horrible. But if you look back, he never really got that one big pay per view win to get him over. Mm-mm. No, he just he talks these crazy ass promos and then not getting to back them up. Mm-hmm. For the match, uh, that finish drove me so mad. I'm going to give the match a D. F. Oh, wow. <laughs> Straight up failure. <laughs> you, you just don't like you don't like Ryback, do you? No, I love. Ry- oh, Kevin Owens wasn't in this match. No, <laughs> <laughs> block me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to get you over. We're gonna have to see a therapist about this whole Kevin Owens. You're, thing. you're gonna get blocked by Ryback now. <laughs> <laughs> Was it intentional? No, never mind. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Mike, what'd you give it? A D for disappointment. Okay, good. I like that. <laughs> oh man! It's don't ooh, listen. Listen, we don't need. I don't need a gimmick getting started up here in my house. <laughs> As I'd give it a C. The one problem I really didn't like about it is Ryback doing the running knee lifts, looking like CM Punk during the match. Did you notice he almost fell off the top rope at oh, one yeah. of them? <laughs> that was, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> he even laughed to himself. Yeah, He's he like, was "Damn, I like to kill myself yeah. just then." <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> 
Phil Brooks is not impressed. Did uh, <laughs> when CM Punk had his back surgery? Do you see what Ryback tweeted? I'm a dumb shit. I'm sorry. Blah blah blah. Because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's what CM Punk CM Punk yeah. said. Yep. He talks a lot of shit to Ryback or something. What's really funny is like they haven't blocked one another. Yeah. You know they can still mention one another in each one of his comments. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, what do you think? What do you give it? I'm gonna give it a C just simply because I liked all the moves that were done and everything. But the ending when I when I saw the ending and I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke know? Luke Harper took the pin. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and you had a fourth guy out there. Yeah. You had Bray Wyatt at ringside. Why couldn't he? You know. Even break up a pen and get a disqualification. Right. You know? Because right. that's been their whole thing is using the numbers. Right. And then beat the hell out of the guys for it, it five more sense. minutes or something. The, the ending didn't... It, the end, I'm, everything I'm, made sense in, in, until they got to the end. Yep. Next up was Charlotte and Bree, I believe, wasn't yes, it? it was. And, you know, people want to shit... People I've seen have shit on Charlotte Flair, and I don't get it. I think she's a great worker. I think she's a great wrestler. I think she's gotten really good on the mic since she's made it back to the main roster. She's got Rick by her side. Yeah. The problem I have, people, I think a lot of people are crapping on her because Brie Bella can't wrestle, and Charlotte kind of had to carry her through the match. I I didn't really have a problem with the match. My problem with Charlotte is like Flair's there, but they're not really using him that much. I mean, yeah, he got involved at the Rumble, but I'm talking about she's doing most of the talking. And I don't think she's ready yet to do. It. Thankfully, I don't think you know, she the, loses much. The kiss we saw. Kiss. Yeah, you can't. You know, old <laughs> man kiss Flair we saw. forced Rick himself on. Woman, Guess dude. what? It's been edited out of a replay. If you go on video demand that, I, and you look for the kiss where I'm, he force kissed Becky Lynch, it's not there. Oh, I'm sure it's been oh, deleted. I, That's I'm, right. I'm sure that some people in the back when he did that were like, "Really? Mm-hmm. Come on." So. I mean, it's 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 entertainment. Why not? Like, are you gonna edit out Leonardo DiCaprio kissing? Was it Rose Duke? That's your favorite movie, right? Titanic. That's, that's your favorite movie. Yes, that's factually correct. <laughs> 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 I mean, we're gonna edit that out. I mean, <laughs> only if Duke requests it. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they did because it broke my heart to see my woman kissing Father Tom- Rick Flair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, I love Rick. No, no Rick. Yeah. Awesome. I, th- I would actually. I just like, wish he talked more. I wish he would. I would actually mark out if the girls actually like started hitting Flair and he started bumping for him. <laughs> <laughs> he would though, and he'd get it over. Like, oh hell yeah! I, yeah I wish Rick would talk more for her. Rick would get it over. And the fact that you know that there's real there's real passion there. He yeah. wants his daughter to succeed and become one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time. I one would love the- to see this to be the one time they bring Trish back, not this WrestleMania. But like in the next couple of WrestleMania, Charlotte against Trish Stratus, because oh, yeah. Trish has even said she's got one more. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking. I've got a little private group I was invited to, and uh, we all That's talk not about PG. the pay- we all talk about the private. You know, we all talk about the pay per views and everything as they're going on in the in the private group that I was invited to and everything. <laughs> and and one of the comments I made, and I realized that at one point, like I guess Charlotte got like her nose busted open or something like that. Yeah, she had a cut or something. Yeah, she had a cut, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't like she was spurting blood out or anything like that. But, but I kind of turned away and I didn't notice it, you know. So I was kind of looking and it was like the gloves. Referee's got gloves on now. What the hell happened? You know. (laughs) So then like, so then like I'm sitting there. I'm like watching the pay per view and my comment on the in the private group was, uh, "Why does the ref have gloves on? Is he afraid?" Rick's going to blade while he's at ringside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's going to happen? <laughs> but overall, uh, overall, I'm going to give that Down match dog. a C. I'm going to give that match a C. It just because I think the time of the Bellas is 
slowly coming to an end. I mean, Bree said she's probably going to retire this summer. Yep. Yeah, and Nikki's probably going with her. You Good. Because they're not, I mean, like, they're kind of a brand. Right. You know, if you ever watch any episode of Total Divas, you know, they're, they're in business together, right. you know, yeah. doing their workout studios and yoga shit and all that stuff. They yeah, do, they've they got yeah. their own little brand Hopefully, thing going. I'm a, I'm a closet Total Divas fan. Yes. They're, you're not in the closet about that at all <laughs> since you just told us you were. Mm-hmm. It's called recovery. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. It was a C. Yeah. It was a Charlotte match. She she held up her end. <laughs> but she, could, she couldn't <laughs> carry three. <laughs> Mo, what'd you think? What do you, what'd you no, get? Duke it? wants to go next. <laughs> you remember you know it's your ride I home, was, right? I was, yeah. I mean, hey Duke, you want to go next, man? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, kind sir. Um, so my grade, I would, I would give it a C plus to a B, because I really did enjoy it, the story they told. Like the people got fe- with it a few times. I mean, especially when she started trying to do the yes kicks, and uh, and she had the leggings on. And she, yeah, yeah. I mean, it told a good story. The the the, the finish to me was kind of flat. Like, and mm-hmm. plus the fact that she was right there under the bottom rope, the finish kind of killed it for me. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a C. Okay. Sorry, Bree. All right. And now while you're handing the microphone off, um, I wanted to mention this too because I noticed this, but they did not bring it up on the commentary. Freaking Rick was sitting there looking at Bree while she's in the half crab. And he's sitting there yelling, what about Daniel? What about Daniel? What about Daniel? You know, and all of a sudden, like, Bree's acting like she's getting emotional or something. And that's when Charlotte got the better of her out of the half crab. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's going to be on Total Divas as an angle. Yeah. Because they did not mention that on the commentary, you know. All they mentioned was, you know, Bree's leg was giving out. Right. That's why Charlotte could kick her off. Yeah. So I'm guessing the end of the match plays into... Uh, something on Total Divas, More you know, like down the line. Like right. So, Duke, that's one thing that I don't think we've talked. The commentary for Fastlane, they did a good job of t- tying things into each match yeah. and saying, "Hey, this is why." In in case you didn't see it, like with the leg, they ended up mentioning that. I think there was another match that we were watching that they during it they said s- the Divas tag team match when Becky was chasing. Uh, who's it? One of them. I'll just leave that alone since I can't remember their name. <laughs> <laughs> the great Kali says <laughs> that he really enjoyed the story of how Sasha and Becky were enemies, but they had to come together to fight a common enemy and team bad. George in the chat room um, brought up, she did the yes kicks on her bad leg and then went back to selling the injury right after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You know, inconsistencies like that. <coughs> it, when you're playing a sport, though, and you get into the zone, right? you could forget about something, and then you go on down, you know, a few plays day, later, all of a sudden your ankle hurts, your knee hurts again. That When you get in the zone and you go, oh, this is my turn, in any sport, you know, being a football right. player, oh, yeah. right, right. I was able to play in the fourth quarter, come overtime, or getting back to the locker room, all of a sudden I was crying like a five-year-old. Yeah, kind of like Mo does after each one of our matches, win or lose. <laughs> but I'd give the match a B because I enjoyed the whole thing. Here you go, Mo. I am passionate about what I do. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next match, Mike? Was that then we did the New Day skit, which was actually it says it was it was your match. Oh, AJ Jericho. AJ Jericho, best match of the night. I give it an A. 
Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. Those two guys, you know, they took some risky spots, but I think everything paid off in the end. Well, the pace kind of got me a little. Yeah. And I, d- I discussed this in that private group I was in, and everybody kind of agreed with me. It was like, I noticed that Jericho was kind of a half step behind AJ, and AJ was really having to slow down to go with Jericho. Because Jericho was kind of setting the pace for the match and everything, which, you know, a veteran does. Right. You know. I know who's so. getting blocked next. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say he screwed anything up. I was just saying it was kind of noticeable, you know. Yeah. It's and just noticeable. It was like, you know, a half step, maybe more of a well, one step behind. I mean, Jericho's, what, you know? 46? Yeah. So, I mean... Is he that old? 42 is just 62. He's in his 40s. I know he I mean, is. I know he's in his 40s. I didn't think he was that old, though. Um, I, still, though, you know, the couple of spots scared me, like when um, they dropped off the top rope and then AJ was going to do like a Hurricane Rana or something or a Frankensteiner, mm-hmm. and he just kind of dropped and Jericho turned it into the walls of Jericho. And when yeah. I saw AJ... We've done that before. Oh. We have. They, they, they. I think AJ actually tweeted watching Dan Matthews versus Mo Stegall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, AJ. And, and he's he, I, back, he told me to give you a two sweet. So oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, we've done that 45. before. I turned it into a clover 45. leaf, though. <laughs> but yeah, but still, though, those guys, I think they delivered the best match on the card. Um, and a lot of people complain, like, "Well, we've seen this match twice already." It's like, well, it's a rubber match and it's a feud. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't have bitch because you keep seeing the same people in a long term feud. And then, or just say, well, why aren't these two guys wrestling? And I think it's gonna. I think you're gonna see them wrestle. Again. I hate that he didn't get a pin with the Styles Clash, though. Yeah, yeah. Jericho. That was kind of strange. It was cool I, to get the submission over. Yeah, I, I it th- was cool to get the submission over. <laughs> but at the same time, put the finisher over. Yep. Put the, put the I, Styles Clash. That's, that's what people I think. Want I, think to see. I think you hit the nail on the head. They're trying to establish that submission finish because. As you've seen with anything that's not Vince's creation, he alters in some way, like Goldberg's music. It was a small tweak, but it was a tweak. Yeah. Sting's new music. I hate it. I hate that yeah. music. Sting's new music. <laughs> I can't stand that shit. So, like, you bring in the Styles Clash to get all the Balor Club, you know, fanboys on the internet all happy, you know, and then you slowly take... The as I'm wearing my Balor Club shirt. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I love this guy. <laughs> What do you think? G- great on the match. Great on the match. A plus. Nice, Duke. I'll follow that up with a motivated A. So, <laughs> Dan, I got an A. I got an A on that. Like definite A. Yeah, I'm going an A. And then we I had. I figured you would. Yeah, it, it was an incredible match. Yeah. He gave an A. <laughs> I gave an A. Uh, well, I I said I was. <laughs> I gave it an A. <laughs> Leave me alone. It was the best. Co- Match on the card then, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would say so. Yeah, I, so. It, and Owen Ziggler was close, and then then we had this New Day segment that I thought was Rudy Tooty Booty that and not in a good garbage. way. That was just there was so much potential. I mean, this should have been if that this, was end zone big cast. If that was end zone big cast, I love the I love the Christian show by the way. Oh yeah, and it's it freaking awesome hilarious that their show and that segment with Edge and Christian. It's just they shouldn't have brought out the League of Nations. I, I Here you go, not. Mo. You can talk. No, now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, the Le- the League of Nations killed that segment. You know, um, I I think what they were going for obviously is 
obviously heading into WrestleMania, the New Day, New Days are ba- they're babyface. Let's face it. I mean, yeah. the people who do the New Day sucks, but that's just a mess of them. They're doing it with a I smile I, on no. their face. To me, I don't, I don't even hear sucks anymore. I still, I hear rocks. That's when when they start chanting. Yeah. I, it, so, so I mean, I think, I think they're trying to turn them babyface, and it just didn't get o- get over the way they they were expecting. I mean, obviously, you try to start a fight. Obviously, the League of Nations are still they're still the bad guys. So I mean, and the uh, they're kind they're kind of acting that they're not putting the fans down as much. So, like the little commercials in between mm-hmm. the matches, booty o cereal. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that it's revived Kofi's career. Uh, I was afraid Xavier wasn't going to get a fair <laughs> shake in WWE. Did you see the little skit that they did where they were making fun of the League of Nations? Yes, and, those and were yeah. they did another. They've done two so far. Oh God! So there you go. Like New Day, New get New Day's going to get. That's, oops. I did a Hulk Hogan with athletes, athletes. <laughs> <laughs> the New Day aren't – they got unicorns on their, on their head. But. Uh, let's see. And going back to the chat room real quick, I think they want to get the submission finish over because AJ has a hard time putting it on big wrestlers. I can see that. Mecalo yeah, yeah. E, go Duke. Just throwing that in there. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. There you hey, go. Duke's got fans in our chat room, man. Uh, I think, and then we had this. I don't even want. We don't even have to grade this match because it should be an F automatically. You had that social outcast dud with our truth. That was just a continuation of the. That was just it was filler. They they said, "Hey, it was filler." We have we have this time. Let's throw something out there real quick. Hey, League of Nations and our truth. Like, what the hell does that mean? Congratulations, our truth. You got a pay per view paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what's up. I'm gonna give it. It's got it. It's. But I'll tell can, you what's up. An I'm, F. I'm yeah, sure yeah. he forgot to cash it though. Yeah. F F F F F. They put it in a briefcase above the ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He'll get it in three months. The only thing that would have made it better is if he would have came out thinking it was WrestleMania, like he did yeah, for the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah. yeah. I thought it was there Money in go. the Bank. Yeah. 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 Not, it, nothing exciting. He, he tries to come out and make this big grand entrance, and they're like, uh, man, this is. <laughs> <laughs> or he like, he like drags tables out or thinks he thinks it's a tables match yeah. or something. Yeah. I'm giving it I'm giving it a D because I love the social outcast. Social outcasts are good, but this match I, I just anyone else got a quick grade on it? Uh I'll do C. C C, C. It was what it was, <laughs> you know, but it, I, no reason to get down on the talent about it. Yeah. You know? I mean I'm not getting down on the talent. I think yeah. it's just a horrible put together match. Yeah. I'm looking more at athleticism and yeah, you know stuff like that. You know, I d- definitely something else could have been put in its place that would have made a right. difference. Right. You know, so more of a booking grade than a. It's more of a booking grade. Yeah, yeah like okay. we're all grading it on the way it was booked and where it was placed. You're grading the wrestling match itself. I am. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, maybe we need to. Start I don't want to go around the whole room and everybody gives it an F. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the social outcast. I'm being diplomatic. Like- okay. <laughs> Our true block all of them oversell podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to the main event triple threat match to face Bra- or to face Triple H at WrestleMania. Um, I thought the guys worked their asses off. Oh this God, match. yeah, they worked so hard. Mm-hmm. All three of them did, and and it was a great match. The finish I just did not like. Yeah, the finish was out of nowhere. It was kind of a quick finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the idea that. They had to put Brock through two tables, and he's still coming at him. And yeah. you had to knock his ass out of the ring with a chair to get rid of him. Imagine if they would have done that with the Wyatts earlier in the night. Yeah. There you go. That would have been an acceptable finish. Like, they have to literally destroy these guys yeah. to get I also like to point out maybe 15 years ago when Brock came in first 
that Hardys were nailing his ass with chairs and it didn't oh, affect yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> didn't hurt him at all. Yeah. That, that was a great. That was a great debut. Great. Yeah, but like I said, those guys, those guys worked their butts off. Oh yeah, match. I, and I they, loved the German to Roman while Roman had. Ambrose on his shoulders. Oh, yeah. That was the spot of the night. For the <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that scared that Duke. He, he, he jumped. Yeah. He did. That was the spot of the night, though. That was great. And, ju- <laughs> and freaking, freaking Ambrose, man, he flips. He hits the mat, and then he flips backwards every time he gets a German. And it just looks like he's deformed yeah. and, and you know, it will, flipping it, over it, himself. It, it puts Lesnar over. I'm oh, yeah. So, I'm so like Mick Foley flying off Hell in the Cell scared for what Ambrose has planned at WrestleMania. Yeah. The beating <laughs> he's going to take and the things he's going to do. Everybody's talking about Shane McMahon doing all those dives off the stages and stuff. Oh, I think. Oh man, I, I'm scared. <laughs> like I, Dean, Dean, we're your friends. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> I anything else? Any other notes you had on the match, guys? Duke, do you have anything? <laughs> I give it an A plus. A wow, A plus, A plus. Hmm. Even though I, d- even though I will say that I, d- I'm just gonna trust Triple H that he's gonna p- pull one out with Roman. Yeah. Them, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of rumors with like the Balor Club is going to get involved, and is Shane really going to work Undertaker? It's it's. I'm kind of excited. See what's going to happen. It's very unpredictable WrestleMania. In the private conversation, that private group conversation we were having, somebody brought up the fact that you know Brock Lesnar has diverticulitis. I'm not sure having somebody on your shoulders and getting speared is good for your diverticulitis. <laughs> 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 yeah, and that uh, that Camaro was pretty beast looking. Oh too. yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah. And it, it, and and freaking Roman Reigns picking Brock up while he's in the Camaro, it takes a lot of strength too. Yep. Especially with a hoss like oh, Brock yeah. on you, Duke. I love the match. It wasn't a part of it I didn't like. Me and Mo while watching it at the end when Reigns won, he's like, oh, "It's horrible." And there isn't anybody chanting. People are booing, and there is a reaction. It might not be the reaction that the bookers or the wrestlers want. What, Mo? Say something, please. That's good enough. <laughs> you can wait for the ride home. But, I mean, it was overly enjoyable from the start to the finish, and Reigns is going to do what Reigns does, and people are right. either going to get behind him. But the WWE, he's where we're going to watch, like it or not. You know, People feel their way about Cena. I don't think Reigns turns, as you've said, Dan. I think. He stays a face. You know, I'm brought back in my in my head to where I remember USWA 20 years ago. God. And it was Jeff Jarrett, huge face, huge face. Hadn't made it big in WWE, hadn't made it to any of the other things. He, he was still wrestling locally and, right. you know, around the territories and stuff. Huge face, and he comes up against Jerry Lawler for the heavyweight title in USWA. Jerry Lawler, at the time, huge face. So they had huge face versus huge face. And, you know, and they're trying, and everybody's like, what's going to happen? And so to win, the, to win the heavyweight title, Jeff Jarrett puts his, puts his uh, legs on the ropes to pin Lawler. And then he comes out on Saturday morning TV, and he's like, "No, you know, it, I, you know, it's been been so long since I won the title. It's great, you know, and everything." And Dave Brown looks at him and he goes, "Yeah, but you had you had your feet on the ropes when you had him pinned, you know." And Jeff Jarrett's just kind of sitting there going, "Hey, don't rain on my parade, man." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. And if if they did that, if they took that 
and put that on Roman Reigns and just slowly turn the gear to where it's just a slow heel turn, you know? Right. And yeah, I agree with oh, that. Oh, it, it would get so much. It would get better. It would get better. I know it would get better. Mike, what'd you give that match? Hey. Hey? Wow. I, was just, I thought it was a great way. It was a great way to end the pay per view. I mean,. Everybody knew Reigns was winning. Yeah, everybody. Oh, I, you know, I had a sneaky suspicion. I thought it was going to be. I, I, I thought it was going to be Ambrose. Honestly, I yeah. really did. I really did too. Uh, I'm going to give the match. I'll give it a B, just because that finish kind of killed it for me. Well, that was our fat fast lane review. Easy for you to say. Yes, mm-hmm. um, guys. <laughs> let's remind everyone of the event you got coming up. Go ahead, Mo. You got the mic. Where are you going? Oh, where am I going? Okay. <laughs> This Friday night, the MOE will be at MEW Wrestling. Out at 4050 North Watkins. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, yeah, because you have no <laughs> sense of direction. <laughs> <laughs> I just and know where people drive me. <laughs> <laughs> there, I would neither deny nor confirm that allegation. Mm-hmm, of course not. <laughs> but um, And then Saturday night, I will be at RSWF for Soul Taker. It's going to be fun. Uh, Duke's splitting up, so where are you going? Yeah. Yeah, right with me. (laughs) I have my own car, so I think you ride with me. So it's Saturday. Enjoy finding your way to RSWF. (laughs) But I I will see you Friday night at MEW at 4050 North Watkins. And then Saturday and Sunday I'll be up at NWA Mid-South in Dyersburg. Saturday and Sunday? Saturday. They have a benefit show Sunday. Sunday. Okay. So Saturday they'll be on at regular time at seven thirty up there in Dyersburg, mm-hmm. <coughs> followed by a Sunday special show that'll um, <laughs> have a few other people there. Yeah, he's all looking yeah. concerned over there. He's like NWA Mid South. You know who runs that? No comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But MEW Pro Wrestling, where the elite compete. Yeah, that's. That's my favorite, one of my favorite Memphis shows. I love yeah, MEW, right. and they're gonna have they're gonna be involved in the Grizzlies night wrestling night. Absolutely, MEW Lucha Absolutely. Libre is gonna have cool. some guys. It's starting to things are starting maybe to look up a little bit for MEW. Mm-hmm. Dustin Five Star is gonna be there this Friday. Dustin Five Star, I think they're gonna have a five star showcase if I'm not mistaken. Yep. yep. So get yeah. out there and see it. That's 4050 North Watkins. Uh, AS, or RSWF is out there off Perkins Road. Uh, and great shows support local wrestling stick around we'll be right back welcome back to the Oversell Podcast and joining us now is and I try not to show how old he is but this is a guy I watched on TV when I was a boy on USWA Championship Wrestling Saturday mornings on Channel 5 I miss those (laughs) days Uh, Randy Hales is joining us on the Oversell Podcast Randy, Mr. Hales thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to us this means a lot Oh, this will be fun. Glad to be here. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, we're doing good. We had our uh, or we had our fast lane review with uh, Mo Steagle and uh, Duke Warfield, and and uh, we're chugging on through the show here. And glad you could join us. Glad to be here. And by the end of this conversation, I have a a plot and a plan to uh, to sign uh, Dangerous Dan. Get him. To come back and do the wrestling. And oh, Lord. For me, <laughs> nice and South Haven as, as 
GWA. If that don't happen, this will not be a successful podcast for me. So wow. my card's right on the table right now. <laughs> the pressure is on. The pressure is definitely on. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> well, when did you um, become a fan of the wrestling business, Mr. Hales? I was about 10 in 1971. Back then, it was before the Channel 5 days, so I will really tell my age right now. Back then, and up, up till 1977, it was on Channel 13. Am I talking to anybody that remembers the, the Channel 13 days? Uh, I don't remember them, but I've done... Very uh, vividly. <laughs> I, I've done my research into it. You know, I've watched Memphis Heat probably about 16 times, which because I love that movie so much, and you know, getting to watch old clips of Jack Eaton talking to people is always fun. Right, yeah, I love Big Jack. Rest in peace, Big Jack. I yes, love sir. that, man. But, yeah, the Channel 13 days is when I started uh, watching wrestling. I remember the first deal, uh, first time I even saw the wrestling show, they were doing a deal between Big Al Green and Jackie Fargo, and it was when Al was uh, talking, trying to go Fargo into uh, a hair match. Uh, and uh, Fargo had uh, didn't want to put his hair hair up. And Big Al did a interview saying talking about Fargo's dead daddy and that he was a bum and a drunk. And Fargo uh, went ahead and uh, put his hair at stake that following Monday uh, night. And that was actually the first sellout for wrestling at the Mid South Coliseum. So I, I go back a while. How many people do you think was in the Mid South Coliseum for that Monday show? Well, later when they added uh, seats, uh, uh, the capacity was more. They sold 10,500 uh, seats, but I, tickets. But I have a, uh, I've seen newspaper articles uh, saying they were like 4,000 people turned away. Wow. So, uh, uh, <laughs> close to, you know, close to 15,000 people uh, wanted to see that match. And it's, uh, the, it's a kind of three-fall match. They had four matches on the card, I believe. And uh, the Al Green-Fargo hair match, uh, you can see that, uh, how packed that was. You can YouTube it. And, and uh, certainly different styles, uh, a lot more simple than it was back then. Uh, but, uh, you know, they did they did a big, big business even back then. Wow. That's amazing. Well, who are some of the um, wrestlers you really like to watch when you're younger? Well, when I was younger, of course, uh, it was uh, Jackie Fargo, Eddie Marlin, Tommy Gilbert, Jerry Jarrett, and uh, Tozigo Yamamoto, the the interns, the Greens. Um, that sort of uh, people, people that uh, some of you guys, or if you watch Memphis Heat, you, you know, and then uh, – in 1973, Lawler came in with uh, Jim uh, uh, White, and then I started announcing every Saturday uh, in Jonesboro, my hometown, had every Saturday matches. Then I was uh, about 13 years old, 13 and a half, uh, when I started uh, announcing and uh, started selling wrestlers pictures when I was uh, 10. So, But my first memories uh, are the early 70s. Mm-hmm. I just did a little Googling, by the way, and Randy's sitting here talking about, you know, 10,000 people in the Coliseum with 4,000 turned away, right? Mm. Yeah. The FedEx Ford right. holds 18,000 Yeah, 18. People. So, yeah. 
It, that just gives you an idea hey. of how good wrestling was back then. I'm telling I mean, you. I just, the Memphis wrestling, that's one of the things like, I always wanted to do when I was wrestling. And they closed the Coliseum before, before I ever got a chance to do it, was to wrestle in the Mid-South Coliseum. You know, I've gotten in constant discussions on Twitter with um, another guy that does a wrestling podcast at Kfabe Connection, the letter K, Fabe Connection, go subscribe to it on iTunes. And he had a guy on um, at Fight Ben Fight on Twitter. And we, we got into some long discussions about what was the best territory. And to my last dying breath, I will defend the Memphis territory in its prime was better than no other territory. Or was better than every other territory. Was, whoa, whoa, yeah. every other territory. Was better than, was the territory. Because <laughs> we were averaging 6,500 people a week mm-hmm. at the Coliseum. Any given week. They weren't doing that in AWA Mid-South. They weren't doing that in Florida. They they were doing it in Madison Square Garden once a month. They might have. They may have come close to it in Georgia. You know, I, and some I of the shows in Georgia, I, I hear people rant and rave about Georgia and Florida as hotbeds in the wrestling back uh, in those well, days, too. Well, so. here's the... Here's the thing, like that, when uh, if we were averaging uh, 6,500 uh, uh, people a week, that was a bad year, not a good year. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, at one point in uh, 74, over a period of uh, uh, five or six uh, weeks, one match, uh, one program, Lawler and Fargo, uh, uh, sold out, if not every week, most every, uh, all but one on that that deal. But here's the thing: you mentioned uh, Atlanta. Atlanta's capacity at the regular Friday night uh, shows was about, uh, if I'm right on my history, uh, was about half of what the Mid South Coliseum uh, would hold. Then, uh, then it uh, became where they would do. Uh, the Omni shows mm-hmm. uh, once a, m- a month, and that would uh, hold 16,000 people at uh, at the Omni, but the regular uh, Atlanta City Auditorium shows would just do about 5,000. But but that was hot, and uh, a lot of the territories uh, was doing good. It seems like uh, there was space. Bill, Bill Watts had, had a period uh, from 85 to 86 that Bill Dundee, Took the, some of the Tennessee crew in and Tennessee guy ideas, and he booked it. It was the best two years uh, they had, and they did from tremendous uh, business. And uh, you know, the Madison Square Garden would a lot sell out, mm-hmm. but that's uh, twenty uh, twenty thousand uh, people for wrestling back then, uh, which is uh, great. But that's once a month. Memphis, uh, at the same time, if we just did twenty thousand uh, dollars of 20,000 people in a month in Memphis, they would be thinking we were going out of business. And the population of Memphis was uh, different. And uh, But the TV show, just in the Memphis market alone, and that's not to count the rest of the territory, because we can't, we can't just uh, say Memphis, because uh, it was not just Memphis. You know, uh, Louisville... If Memphis did uh, eleven thousand people, uh, uh, Louisville would do fifty-five hundred, uh, and then Evansville would do twenty-five hundred, and Nashville would do twenty-five hundred, and uh, Jonesboro and Tupelo and all the spot shows 
uh, would do between seven hundred and a thousand, and Lexington, Kentucky, once a month would do seven thousand to ten thousand. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't a one-pound territory at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, when did you uh, start? What did, what did? How did you get involved in the wrestling business? Well, like I said, I started announcing uh, when uh, I was uh, about thirteen and a half, and became uh, buddies. Uh, with Eddie Marlin, got to know every everybody, everybody, and uh, just uh, started writing for the program, and and then uh, when uh, I started doing going to Blavel and going to different spots, shows uh, to announce, and then uh, once I graduated uh, uh, college, I started on the road. Uh, I would uh, would go to Memphis on Monday, and then go back to Nashville. I'd stay at Eddie Marlin's. Then on Tuesdays, I would ride to with uh, Jerry Jarrett and Tojo Yamamoto and then stay at Jerry Jarrett's house on Tuesday. Then Wednesday I'd stay uh, somewhere and then go back uh, home for Thursday and Friday. And it just evolved in that. And when, when I started staying at uh, Jarrett's on Tuesday, his booking meetings were on Wednesday uh, morning. And plus he would uh, talk wrestling and, uh, in the car on the way home. And, and so then I would just be in those uh, booking meetings and started. Uh, I remember the first TV I ever uh, wrote, he said, uh, we're going to Louisville. And he said, uh, said I want to get a head start on TV. He said, Randy, I'm going to take a nap. You ride out of the TV. And then when I wake up, you go over it with me. He said, book a Memphis card because then we'd follow everything with the Memphis card in the other town. So we played it. So I booked a card. I uh, uh, booked uh a TV, uh, a couple of things that he didn't like, he changed and told me uh, uh, why he changed it, and uh, then we just kind of went uh, went from there. So I went from nothing but want to be an announcer to I was more interested in in uh, in the office part of it, the promoting and the booking. Well, how did you get an announcing job at 13 years old? <laughs> well, this is a funny story. It was sponsored. It was. I want to be a radio announcer, or a t- about or uh, the next line Trussell, even at uh, thirteen. And uh, the the Masters in Jonesboro was sponsored by the American Legion. Back back then, you had to have a veteran a veteran organization to sponsor uh, to to hold wrestling in the state of Arkansas. So, American Legion was the sponsor. And the guy that was the chairman of the wrestling committee, uh, his son lived in my neighborhood. And that's how I started, because uh, we realized we were both wrestling fans. He was a few years younger than me. So that's how I started getting to go to the matches every Saturday for free. And then uh, they had a ring announcer, this old part that was bogus as hell. And uh, they were doing some kind of charity thing. <laughs> and uh, he just didn't show up uh, one Saturday night. And they realized he'd stole about $10,000 and... Holy left, crap! Uh, <laughs> so they were they they were in a panic. So uh, Eddie Marlin uh, said uh, said, "Hey, bud, do you think you can do this?" And I said, "Absolutely!" And then went from there. Wow. We had a we have um, a tweet that was sent out to our oversell pod at oversell podcast account um, from Mo Stegall, who was on the show earlier. And he wanted to say, Randy Hales is a wonderful human being, gave me an opportunity when no one else would. Thank you, and get motivated. 
<laughs> All right, get motivated. Okay, yeah, that situation. Dan, you were there uh, in that situation in the second incarnation of Power Flow when Dundee and I were in that yes. for yes. Uh, several several months. And now, uh, you know the story, you know, uh, uh, no use, but I'm going to bring up uh, past stuff. But uh, there were people involved uh, that uh, did not want to see um, – most people making a resident business didn't want to see him. And it was a personal situation going bad. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a bad uh, deal. And I'm not the uh, the type when uh, – and uh, well, I'm actually the type when when you tell me not to do something, <laughs> pretty much nine times out of ten, <laughs> ten I don't care whether to get me in trouble or not, whether it's legal <laughs> or not, it don't matter. If, if you tell me not to do something and uh, Kid Nichols at that uh, time was talking highly of Mo, mm-hmm. very highly, and I respected him. You were Dan, mm-hmm. um, and um, Greg. Uh, what what's Greg's last name? Uh, uh, Greg King. Greg King. He was talking mm-hmm. highly, so I said, "What the hell?" And you know, didn't didn't have uh, any issues with him at all. And I thought he did a great job. So and, uh, I, I've got I a, I've got a favor. funny story on that too. I, I wasn't doing him a favor. I was just. Uh, uh, always looking for talent, and plus I'm always looking for uh, a fight for when someone gives me not to do something. So it wasn't yeah. all being a nice guy. I assure you, yeah, because I'm not. Well, I've got a I've got a funny story on that uh, when uh, that first night uh, that uh, I came to work for you at the reincarnation of Power Pro in Ripley. There, you know, and I think I've I've told this story before, but I think it it warrants me telling me again. Uh, since I've got you uh, on the phone, actually, and it, it's it was really really funny to me, because um, like I go out and I'm just like, all right, we want you to be first match, and we want you to hype the crowd up, and we want you to get make them get loud, and you know get crazy. And I was like, okay, so we go out there, me and Brandon Barbwire, we have this this uh, big first match and everything, and we're going going going, and we get the crowd hyped up, and I win, and I'm the big face, and I'm you know on the top rope hollering and screaming at everybody and getting them cranked up after the match and everything, and we hold my hand up in the air, I go to the back, I go through the curtains, and Randy goes, "Great job! Now we're gonna turn you heel." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Right! I just got that's the best reaction I've ever gotten as a face, and now I'm gonna get to turn heel." <laughs> So I, yeah, I had to I laugh remember, at that. I don't remember that. Maybe I, I was thinking that I was off drugs since '97 on. But maybe <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> no, but it was it was really funny though, and it got over at the end of the night when I did turn heel. But I mean, it was it was it was hysterical to me though because it was just like the you know I was jazzed from the reaction of the crowd, and the first thing I hear when I walk back through the curtain is, "All right, now we're turning you heel." <laughs> Yeah, I did that same sort of thing with somebody else just Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> Got the people 100% behind them, and then boom, at the end of the night, when they absolutely the last thing on the crowd's mind mm-hmm. uh, was was to get that, that's what we gave them. That's so, great. Uh, you have to keep people uh, thinking, especially today when everybody in the world thinks they can, uh, can caress them uh, territory. You know, there's... Um, it's harder than ever to to keep people off balance. To, but that's always been the case. You have to keep people off balance, and um, 
and uh, keep them guessing and not always do the predictable. Some sometimes you have to do the predictable. <laughs> yeah. But uh, other times uh, you throw the swerve at them, and I'm always been pretty good about throwing swerve. So uh, that's kind of my philosophy. So you were traveling. Um, how, how old were you when you started traveling around with wrestlers? Um. Well, I started traveling to the Memphis matches when I was, or the Blabble matches and the spot shows probably when I was like 17. Uh, I, uh, I didn't start traveling the whole territory uh, until after I was out of college. And what's that, 23? Something around there, usually 22, 22 yeah, 23. 23, somewhere in there. Well, how did you, uh, so where did you, when, uh, when did you start getting a little more um, booking? Just do do. How did you get more into the booking side of the wrestling? Well, like I said, when I started going in probably '84, uh, or uh, riding uh, with with Jarrett, uh, that's uh, when it uh, started, and and then the, uh, officially as a, a assistant booker, I think. Uh, Maybe the beginning of '86, maybe. And where was that? Was that USWA or was that CWA or? Well, it's all the. It was CWA, but it, it's right. just all the same thing. It didn't turn into the USWA to a Texas thing or '89. Uh, that was a couple of years that I was away at the time when the USWA. Uh, a, but yeah, C, CWA, I guess. Okay. For a long time, I didn't call it nothing. I just came to the screen and said wrestling, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that right. Saying, Welcome to Championship Wrestling. But for years and years and years, it wasn't uh, nothing. It was just wrestling. That's what the newspaper ad said, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is so, our... But yeah, I guess you say the CWA. This is our first interview that anyone has ever mentioned getting to travel with them. So I have to ask, what was it like tra- getting to travel with someone like Tojo Yamamoto? Well... To answer the question, I, I, I think you should wonder. I get to uh, travel with the boys that came uh, came later, pretty pretty much. But basically, uh, traveling with the office and traveling with the boys are two different things. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two totally uh, different things. And Tojo wasn't really in the office, but he was Jerry's uh, driver. And Tojo was uh, so uh, funny. I just. It, this story, I have a couple of Tojo uh, stories, and uh, I don't know if it'll sound uh, uh, funny uh, now, but it's just having to know Tojo and his facial expressions and all that sort of uh, thing. We were going to Louisville one night, me, Tojo, and Jerry Jarrett, because uh, of the Fabs, Jarrett had bought a limousine, and he hated that limousine, but for some some reason, that's what we went into. Jarrett hated sitting in the back of the limo. <laughs> Tojo always drove, and uh, so I was uh, in the uh, the back seat of that limo all by myself. <laughs> hated the limo. I mean, he he hated it. So it was just me. Well, we were leaving Hendersonville, going to Louisville, and uh, we get on the uh, the um, the interstate. And so when we take the the ramp, uh, Jerry, who uh, chewed the back up, uh, told Tojo, he said, Tojo, pull over the, uh, pull over the car, pull the car over. I got to dump my pickup. So 
we're in this limousine, so we pulled over. Well, unbeknownst to any of us, as we pulled over, there was a bum there, a hitchhiker, holding a sign up that he wanted to ride, and Tojo didn't (laughs) see that guy. So we pulled over, and Jerry opened the front door to fill that cup out. In the uh, meantime, uh, the the hitchhiker opened the back door of the limousine and got in the car and sat down and sat right beside me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, well, but, but then... Tojo went absolutely bull. He said, "You know, good son of a gun. You know, good get out, get the fuck out, get out." I don't know, if that's or not. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, then Tojo pulled a gun on him, and that son of uh, a gun left with his bags and all, still in the car, running down the road. So, so I said, "What do I do with this bag?" And uh, Jared said, "Throw it out, throw it out the window, and off we went." Then. We uh, so that's one story on Tojo. Then another story on Tojo <laughs> was just me and him, and I was strapped. And I had a 1985 uh, Grand Mar- Marquis black. It was a black uh, car. So we stopped in somewhere in Kentucky to go in and get just snacks, drinks, snacks, whatever. Uh, and so I I get finished for Tojo. I said I'll meet you in the car. Well, in the meantime, this woman pulled pulled up right beside me, and wouldn't you guess it, a black 1986 Grand Marquis. So here comes uh, exact same car, exact same car. So here comes Kojo out, and he wasn't really looking. He was looking through his bag of candy or whatever, uh, his snacks or or. or Whatever. So I watch him, and I let him do it. I didn't stop him. I didn't uh, <laughs> let him do it. Oh, God. He gets, uh, he gets uh, in this lady's car, and you could tell her eyes getting as big as can. But when he got in his car, he was still looking uh, in his bag. So he didn't. He still didn't uh, realize <laughs> that he was in the wrong uh, car. So, so I honked my horn. He looked up. The lady looked up. I waved, and he looked at the uh, the lady. And then he got back and uh, and he said something to her. I don't know what it was, but he got back and oh, he he cussed me for a hundred miles. Well, someone, uh, um, I think Mo on Twitter asked us uh, if you could tell us a good rib story from the good old Memphis days. Uh, that, 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 I think you just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, there was a lot of fun stories. To, to, uh, a lot of the territories, like Florida was a, a ribbon uh, story, and I remember uh, 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 one, uh, one hearing one uh, story that, um, that in the dressing room in Jonesboro, uh, uh, Jackie Fargo and uh, and uh, uh, and Jarrett tried to pull a rib on uh, Waller and uh, Sam Bass and put icy hot in uh, in their clothes. Mm-hmm. But so what Waller and uh, Waller figured it out. So still, he was selling it. He was going jumping up and down, and <laughs> Fargo and that that thing. But they still wasn't dressed out of their 
pressing tights. But in the meantime, Waller was just uh, working the jumping up and down because he threw his underwear underwear away, and they put the icy hot on. Uh, I mean, they loaded it to bear on Fargo uh, and Jared. Or I know for sure it was Jared. It, I, I'm not positive it was Fargo, but probably uh, was. But uh, uh, so <laughs> so then uh, all the way uh, back to uh, to Nashville. I mean, Fargo and Jarrett could not understand it because oh, they God. were in for burning uh, <laughs> big time. But there wasn't a lot of vicious right, uh, right. stuff uh, going on. Dundee uh, posted a, a story, one of my favorite uh, stories, um, about uh, how um, uh, that one time uh, they they were ripping truck drivers Waller. David Schultz and uh, I think Phil Hickerson on this uh, this CB um, coming back from uh, Louisville and threatening to mess around with truckers, truckers' wives, just terrible, terrible stuff, stuff, stuff. And so the truck driver was ready to fight, right? And so Waller was uh, driving the Thunderbird, and the truck driver said, "Will you pull over, uh, you son of a gun? You pull over right now, uh, and we'll meet the hell." Ali, you and Wallace, we're, we're on uh, southbound 65 at a highway. I see, remember, he's driving a, a Thunderbird, but he said, we're uh, uh, high rate of speed, southbound 65 in a blue Lincoln Continental. <laughs> the first, the people in the blue Lincoln Continental was Eddie Marlin, Bill Dundee, and Jerry Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> These, these these truck drivers uh, put a hit out on the blue Lincoln. Oh uh, wow! Plus, the, back in the days, the police would monitor uh, the thing, and so uh, they uh, they got they uh, the police pulled uh, the 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 office car, the Dundee, uh, <laughs> Jared, and Eddie over, and they kind of kind of thought it was uh, funny at the. Uh, time because Jerry Jarrett threw uh, Waller, David Schultz, and Phil under the bus. He said, oh, no, that's not us. But then there were the truck drivers that stopped, and he got out of uh, the truck with a uh, tire tool and uh, <laughs> was going to attack uh, Eddie Jarrett and uh, Dundee. And so that made Eddie hot. And so uh, Eddie, back then, there were, uh, there were about five miles from the Sumner County line, which Eddie Marlin was a constable of Sumner County. So uh, <laughs> Eddie was going to say, I'll sit in five miles, I'll arrest this damn truck driver, and we'll beat the crap out of him. So they made, the cop made Eddie <laughs> and Dundee and Jerry stay there so the cop or the trucker could make his escape. Then Jerry caught on the street and uh, made uh, made uh, Waller's group pull over at the of the Hendersonville exit, and then he, he about fired them for that. Wow. He really did. He was mad. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite stories, too. Wow. Well, when did you start um, – when did you kind of get start getting more on air with uh, – I guess at the time it was USWA? Well, I did, I did some stuff probably in 86, 87. I probably oh, – more, more on the air – uh, after 
and oh, even in the uh, when I was still in in college at the Monday night matches, I did a lot of the ring announcing and a lot of the commentary for the matches from Lance at the Coliseum. As far as the studio uh, show, it was, I would do some, but it uh, it really not at a big level until after Eddie Marlin's wife got sick for the uh, first time, and that was probably around 93 or 94. We lost our our uh, our babyface spokesman for the company, and so I filled that role. But before that, it was Eddie. Mm-hmm. And where did you go from there? Uh, well, at the point in like from '86 on, I I was uh, I was the assistant booker, and and then had about a year run '88 or 88 and 80 or 89 as a uh, booker. And, uh, then, uh, then, uh, 94, I believe, uh, maybe 93 through 20 through 97. Uh, I booked it, uh, I booked it straight 93 to, to, to about three months before it went out of business, but I saw the uh, right normal, uh, wall, and we're not going to get into that whole soap opera. But mm-hmm. uh, then it went out of business and started Power Pro back in uh, in in '98 because I knew the company was going to pots, and I didn't want to be there and be writing and producing the show when I knew uh, that that bad things were were going to go on and uh, just a bad feeling with the new ownership group and everything. So I got out and round got got out and with the, the feeling all along when it went away uh, there wouldn't be a, a bad feelings toward uh, me at all uh, I never had any bad dealings with them ever and so it was easy uh, to get Power Pro going after it was uh, the USWA went away because I, I still continued to have a good relationship now the, we went from uh, you went from USWA into Power Pro and then after Power Pro, did you was there pretty much a lull after uh, you know Power Pro kind of uh, went away, and then like the resurgence that uh, we had in Ripley? Because um, I, I I don't remember for s- Power Pro for Power Pro mm-hmm. Pro yes, but Corey Macklin had uh, Memphis Championship Wrestling on Channel Can- Thirty mm-hmm. uh, for for a few years. I was living. Outside the area, then I didn't watch one single TV, so I can't tell you anything about that. Not one thing whatsoever. Gotcha. <laughs> Just I didn't see it. Yeah, right. Well, tell us a little bit about SGWA going on out there in South Haven. SGWA is something they've been doing for uh, quite a while, building these, been involved in it for uh, several weeks. I think uh, this will be uh, my fifth uh, week. And helping them, and basically, it, what we're trying to do is improve the talent, and and pretty much book it like a TV show with a uh, Memphis uh, style uh, promotion with plenty of uh, curveballs, plenty of stipulations, plenty of uh, wild uh, stuff, and wild uh, balls and blood and guts, you know, basically, <laughs> because we draw an older uh, crowd, and we've uh, I'm trying. Uh, it's a work in progress, but I'm trying to, uh, as far as the roster is concerned, get as many athletic-looking people 
as we uh, can, because certainly uh, you can't compare, and I'm not trying to compare this roster to uh, a uh, 1982 or 1985 uh, Memphis roster. It's just different that the people available here are not full-time wrestlers. Uh, and uh, full-time wrestlers back in the day, it's a whole different thing. Had the opportunity to do TV every week, had the opportunity to, to wrestle uh, people more experienced than them, had the opportunity to wrestle six or seven uh, nights a week. Uh, you, you know, a whole different ball game. But I think with, uh, we have to make the best with what we've uh, got, and I think we've, uh, we've had some uh, – we're doing a lot of – business is up and it's probably tripled or more uh, in those few weeks and we're just uh, trying to excite the people and we're also trying to have a uh, internet presence as far as the Facebook page that they really didn't touch too much and we add a lot of content, pictures and stories and car lineups and updates and news and videos of the top matches and interviews setting up the matches the next week. So I would encourage anybody that listens to this, uh, if they would uh, Facebook me personally, Randy Hales, and also if they would uh, face uh, the SGWA Wrestling Facebook uh, page. And I would also encourage everybody to come out to see us. It's every Friday night at 8 o'clock at Faith Community Center on Greenbrook Parkway. So we, uh, I'm proud of what the show uh, has become. This week we have a this is what, what I'm telling you a Memphis style uh, booking because that's what I, obviously uh, I would do matchmaking wise. And uh, we have a hospital elimination uh, match with Derek King and Chris Chris Lex because they had a match that went all over the building last week. Woo! Uh, we all so that'll <laughs> that'll be fantastic. We also have. Uh, a match involving Bill Dundee and Van Van Horn. If uh, Bill wins, he gets five minutes with the manager. If Bill loses, uh, the manager gets to pick five people to, to whoop uh, Dundee, and I'm the special referee because I'm mad at Justin Case, and I'm mad at Van Van Horn, and I'll have a tire tool with me, and I won't be afraid to use it. I can promise <laughs> you that. We also have a – we uh, also have a Texas death match. Falls don't count. Uh, I remember – seen one back in the 70s that went 36 falls into 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning with uh, 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 Eddie Morrow and Toji Yamamoto and something, and uh, I forgot uh, who the hills were, but uh, also remember seeing Dutch Mantel. One of, you can YouTube this too, Dutch Mantel and Jerry Lawrence, Bill Dundee and uh, Buddy Landell with 33 falls. I recently watched that uh, on uh, on YouTube, and we have our two tag teams, the Sure Things, against um, DJ Brown and P. Awesome. We also have uh, have uh, several opening match. We uh, saw a, a great, uh, great show with a lot going on. Like I say, I kind of lay it out like a uh, TV. You just won't get matches. You'll get all kinds of uh, crazy stuff. So we're looking forward. Uh, to people coming out and and uh, saying that, and uh, I tried to recruit you uh, uh, as a ring announcer, Nick, and and then uh, I tried to recruit uh, 
or I didn't try, but Bruno offered uh, Dangerous Dan services as a referee, and mm-hmm. I haven't got an answer on that yet. Now I want to book uh, Dangerous Dan as a wrestler, and I, I haven't got an answer yet. So anyway, that's what's going on every Friday night. Yeah. So if, if you want to support wrestling in the area, this is the place to go up from. And I'm going to get down there and check it out. I've wanted to. I just haven't had any chance on Fridays. I'm trying to do the happy wife, happy life thing um, for the past couple of weeks. So I'm going to get out there and check well, out the show. Um, <laughs> but you're obviously uh, you're not like me. I'm wrestling born and wrestling bred. When I die, I'm wrestling dead. So <laughs> yeah. for me to go to, by God, right? That's where I'm. Uh, going to i went to um raymer tennessee last saturday and uh, again this saturday at fpwa uh went uh to the lucha libra uh mew show i rode with Derek king uh sunday so it was the first time in years i did wrestling for three days uh in a row and it, awesome. was, uh, it was pretty uh exciting so everybody has their own thing but i'm telling you the thing i'm interested about is the thing that i'm involved in and that's sgwa on yes, uh, saturday nights building these there almost every week so so but all i want everybody to get do uh do good and for any wrestlers out there listening want to uh here's the thing that i think not to knock the uh other uh Guys, you can come to SCWA and have Bill Dundee and have Randy Hill and have somebody uh, that booked at a, uh, a high level uh, and has over 30 years' experience uh, in the wrestling business. So it's a place to uh, be if you're a fan, and I think it's a, it's a place uh, to be uh, if you're a wrestler and you want to get better and you want to learn. Well, we're going to wrap it up, but I've got one final question I want to ask. Well, hang on. Okay. I'll go Sorry. ahead and give Randy his answer, you know. Um, I am retired, and it would take me a little bit to get back in shape. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've gained about 20 pounds since I quit wrestling. <laughs> Now, don't give me that ball of wax. <laughs> See, and the, the wife and the kid, the wife and the babies, the wife and the babies. It's the wrestling business, for Christ's sake. <laughs> See, like I can't. Everybody else, so the two wrestlers are around now. I have the wives and the uh, girlfriends and the babies in the dressing room with you. Except yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have my dressing room or build a new dressing room, but still. We need you bad. That'll be great. So you get to the gym. You get working out. You put the beers back in the in in the closet. Yeah, definitely going to have to do that. That affects with your weight. Start going to the gym, and so, uh, so I understand re, re, uh, retirement, but uh, get yourself motivated and get back in that ring because you, like me, were born and bred to be your rest in the wrestling business, and that's where you need to be. That's all I myself job about that and bud jr your dad good friend of mine does a great radio show in Jacksonville. he's a little sneaky every once in a while and you don't seem like you're as sneaky as uh, him but he was born to be an announcer and that's why i want you to be a announcer i just don't want you to be sneaky because i've always been smarter than your dad and i'm sure i'm smarter than you sneaky on me I'll know it, and I might have to get that tired tool that I'm going to use Friday night. We want to know that I'll take back Friday night. 
the tire tool that I'm going to use Friday night, I'll use on you. So I need both of you. And what's our other guy's name that's not even talking in this thing? <laughs> <laughs> and we, turned, we turned Randy into promo mode yeah. here, man. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's Mike. Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. Hi, Mike. How you doing? <laughs> well, yet, so I'm not going to shoot. I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm going to make you a promise right here, right now. I won't be able to go this Friday, a week from Friday. Oh, I'll, we go. I'll be here there. I will be there a week from Friday. Next Friday show, I will be Wait at SGWA. Friday, that's the fourth, and I can tell you right uh, now, uh, that's uh, that's going to be a, a, a loaded a uh, car working on, I don't know if you've seen, they're from Nashville, that's for Burt uh, Prentice, who are looking to debut the Star Twins there mm-hmm. uh, on uh, on that card and have a few other things going in a kind of new direction. So that card on the 4th will be good as well. I'll be out there. I, w- I will be out there March and 4th. I, I, will, I will tell you this, okay? I did retire as a wrestler, I will, but when you have somebody like you call me and and tell me what you just told me and everything. I will be more than happy to come out of retirement for you, Randy. Oh, that will be fantastic. We get we. Uh, but you're gonna give me time to drop twenty pounds. <laughs> Forty pounds. Get on it. I gotta drop twenty pounds before because I, I gotta get in moving condition again. I ain't in moving condition right now. <laughs> hey, don't don't do what that UFC. Beller, not UFC, but Bell Fighter. What is what was his name? Dad two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dad, Dad, Dad two thousand. Dad two thousand, where he gets in the he, ring and just passes out. He drops sixty pounds, and then the next thing you know, he's on life support. I don't want you to do that. Uh, <laughs> I won't. I won't let that happen. No, your wife, your uh, kids. Uh, but anyway, so that's all good. Just everybody remember. Uh, uh, Every Monday night, no, no, no I'm, I'm in the wrong decade. There I, you go. <laughs> Friday night, it's Friday. It's Friday, Randy. I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. I'm not senile. My elevator still goes all the way to the top. But anyway, <laughs> Friday night, 10 o'clock, SGWA, the SGWA page, Facebook. Be sure to like that. And anything else you want to ask? To, you I, you're going to ask me one more question? I got one more question before we wrap, one more, before wrap it up. He looks pretty sneaky. <laughs> No, I just we've had. Um, you've, now, we've, let, let me interrupt. Who's asking the question? Me, Derek. Derek, Derek Schropel. Derek. Bud Sons. Okay, Derek. Okay, I got Derek. I got Dangerous Dan, and I got Mike. But Derek's asking me okay. the question, so, so you'll be the one that's cussed if I don't like this question. <laughs> well, we've we've had a friend of yours on this show, and he told us some funny stories. And I want to see if you can tell us a funny story about downtown Bruno. <laughs> I don't know if I can tell us. Uh, funny uh, downtown uh, Bruno story uh, on the air. In <laughs> <laughs> a very at all the one that I uh, I might could say, uh, and if he's mad at me, he's uh, mad at me. Back in the day, Bruno liked to drink. Bruno was pretty good about it most of the time and not drinking at the match. But this one particular time, and it was really my fault if you look at it, because the Wrestling Fans International Association was uh, coming uh, to to town, but we didn't want to come from Nashville early for some reason because it was pretty early in the day. So Bruno was living in Memphis, so I asked Bruno to go. 
didn't think a thing about it. But when Bruno, Bruno went, they loved him, but he drank with them all freaking day. Uh-oh. And so <laughs> he, gets, uh, he gets to the Coliseum, uh, and we do, did interviews at the time for the other markets on Monday night, about 5 o'clock. Well, it was time for Bruno's interview, and so we couldn't find Bruno. And finally, he dressed in a little single dressing uh, room at the Coliseum. Uh, back then, uh, you had separate dressing rooms uh, in separate areas. Uh, and so finally, uh, I went to his dressing room, and I thought I could hear, hear some noise on there. We're banging on the door, uh, couldn't uh, couldn't get in. And so finally, I went to the Coliseum management, got them to open the, the, bo- the door, and Bruno was in bad shape, passed out. You know what, all over yourself. It was a, <laughs> a, a mess. So uh, at the time, I didn't think uh, it was funny at all. I was pretty agitated, but like I say, it was probably my fault anyway uh, for uh, sending him there. Uh, but uh, uh, that's uh, that's the story that uh, uh, comes in in uh, mind, and I remember one time, and I don't know why, he just missed this to me later. I was riding to Louisville, and I think he can get this right. I think back then, Hills couldn't, Hills and Baby Faces couldn't ride to get together, and we happened to pass him on the, on the uh, road, and uh, he had people, and this was 100 miles from the town, mm-hmm. and uh, I, uh, I remember uh, then once he got to town, he got a, a it was me, Jeff Jarrett, and Frank Morrell. And uh, once he got to the town, I remember cheering him out pretty, uh, pretty good on on that. But when you look at wrestling in 2016, uh, you, it's hard to comprehend that. Uh, that was real. That was a rule. Uh, but it was, and uh, he was he was in trouble that night too, big time. Mm-hmm. That's great. And <laughs> you know, so that's a Bruno story. Well, <laughs> Mr. Hales, thank you so much for giving a little bit of your time. This has been an extremely fun interview. Um, you know, I know I'm not my dad. I'm nowhere near up his level. But thank you for taking us a little bit of time and talking to us on our know. show. We, we haven't really got you in a wrestling hey. ring yet. We don't know how sneaky you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think right now I like you a lot better than I like your dad. Even though oh! Like you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not as... Thank you, but like father, like uh, son, and Dan, I've always thought you were great. Here's the thing, if I can add just 30 uh, seconds about sure. uh, Dan, and I'm, I, I say the thing, same thing about Alan Phil, Kid Nichols, uh, Derek uh, King, even though Derek got a taste of it with the Channel 5 deal, but it was not a full-time territory when Derek uh, stopped. I hate this for you guys, but you just grew up. Uh, uh, too late because you would have the names I mentioned now would have all been big stars in Memphis when it was a uh, territory and it's just a shame you didn't uh, uh, get that experience of of traveling the territories and going to the different territories too like so many people did I was home in Memphis I had no desire to go anywhere but Dan uh, you were at that level where you would have been a star I can promise you uh uh, that and it's it's just a shame. Do you ever feel bad that you miss those days? Well, Bruno reminds me very oftenly. I was just born about ten years too late. <laughs> right. So, but that's yeah. The, the way it is because 
because there's, you know, the uh, you like uh, other old time from different eras. I like the WWE, and I like other style of wrestling. I, I really uh, do, but the wrestlers I like uh, best, like I don't see Dan as a sports entertainer, a Gaga guy. I no. see him as a Billy Dean <laughs> Melito or a serious uh, wrestler where we present wrestling as uh, as an athletic uh, in a fight and, uh, and, and a fight. And that's what we do at Friday night, SEWA Wrestling at 8 o'clock on Greenbrook Parkway at Faith Community uh, Church. You knew I'd get my plugs in. There you yes, go. Anyway, get your plug good. in, I had, a, I had a good time doing about an hour promo here, but I need a drink of water. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank <laughs> you, guys. Thank you so much, Mr. Hales. <laughs> and we will. I'll see you All next right. week. All right. Great. Right, talk Bye. to you later, buddy. Bye. Does that bring back any memories? Oh Dan? yeah. Wait, don't don't turn it off yet. There you go. <laughs> That's the good part. <laughs> That's the part where I come through the curtain. <laughs> Now coming to the ring at a weight of 365 pounds. <laughs> Jesus, I gained a whole person. <laughs> at the weight of Brock Lesnar and two divas. <laughs> Welcome back to the OHL Podcast. That interview... Oh my god! That's that was, that was fun. That was a, that's that's Bruno level yeah, interview, yeah. man. That I, was I, awesome. I, I he was so cool to get. We talked to somebody that was involved in the prime of Memphis wrestling. Absolutely, that is. I mean, we got to hear a Tojo Yamamoto story. That was crazy. Yeah. That was two. great. Two story, two Tojo stories. I'm, I'm I'm marking out right now. A- Eddie really Marlin. <laughs> we got to we got to hear a story that involved Eddie Marlin. Yeah. You know, these are classic Memphis wrestling names, and for those that. Don't know these names? Go- please Google Tojo Yamamoto and watch some of his matches. Google Eddie Marlin and see that he was involved in my favorite Memphis wrestling storyline when he when uh, Jerry Lawler got hit by Eddie Gilbert in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Eddie Marlin was a guy that got shoved down by Eddie and you Gilbert. Know, it's funny it was with like all the guys that we saw in when we were like you know thirteen and and fourteen and growing up in Memphis and everything. Those guys. Eddie Marlin, you know, Frank Morrell, Phil Hickerson, Jeff, uh, Jerry Jarrett, mm-hmm. you know, all of those guys mm-hmm. were wrestlers, mm-hmm. you know, and it didn't it didn't hit me until later on in my life that all those guys had been wrestlers previously, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, just being able to, you know, talk with with Randy, yep. you know. And, and you don't realize how, you know, how far you've come in the business when you start to, you know, right get to be able to talk to people on that level, you know, it was like, you know, it was, it, I know I go back to this all the time, but like, you know, my full circle moment was when I was at TCW in Memphis, you know, and I'm sitting there next to Bobby Eaton and Ricky Morton, rock and roll express and midnight express. Right. And they were on the first wrestling tape I ever watched. Right. You know, and, uh, Starcade 87, Chi town heat. They were in the Skywalkers match. They were in a scaffold match 20 feet above the ring. Yeah. You know, and I'm watching those guys on video as I'm 13 years old, and then 20 years later, I'm in a locker room with I mean, them. I can yeah. just imagine for you what it was like when you're like, hey, you're going to work Bill Dundee tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's insane. And this, and this is a guy that 
Randy Hales has worked with Bill Dundee, with Jerry Lawler, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just anyone that came through Memphis, and it's just incredible that he, you know, that he took time out of his day to come on our little show. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I can't say it enough. Thank you, Randy. Yes. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you, Randy. Mike, we'll go to our Memphis memory moment. Well, you, you had one more thing. Let's do your paper. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, paper view thing. Okay. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We're on the road to WrestleMania. The the time period between of January up until WrestleMania, it's supposed to all be about WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Right. Aside from the main event at Fastlane, do you think any other match did anything to build up WrestleMania, like definitively? Not really, no. At this point, no. No. But, I mean, at this point, usually we should already know well, we know Basically, we know two matches that are going to happen. We got Roman Reigns, Triple H, and we got Shane McMahon and the Undertaker. Yeah, but we didn't get that until I, after and, the pay per view. And, and I don't get me wrong. When Shane McMahon came out, I marked out. I stood up. I started doing his that foot dance. That was a dance. huge shock. I was I was upset that he put they put him in the match with the Undertaker. I I, I was disappointed in that too. But at the same time. He hasn't been in the ring. Since He's forty six year old. Ten Two, years. Two thousand six. Two thousand seven. He hasn't yeah. been in the ring. And so, and I didn't like. Like I said. First, let me preface this with I was excited to see Shane McMahon back. Yes. Because he's a, It was he's a bombshell. A, oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. yeah had, absolutely. Nobody saw that coming. And, Nobody did. But when they announced that, I'm like, so where did, how, how does this end up? You know, you're either mad because The Undertaker lost his second WrestleMania match to a. His first loss was Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. You're going to have his second one be Shane McMahon. That tarnishes Brock Lesnar's win, in my eyes. Also, or. You have uh, you have um, the Undertaker win. It's like, well, why'd you bring Shane back? I think it depends on how the match ends, whether it you know makes Brock look bad or tarnishes his win or not. Yeah, because I mean, there's there's got to be some sort of interference or right. something. I mean, I'm it's the, an, they, it's a McMahon match. I would I, love to see like Joe. There's uh, there's talk of. Well, I mean, like, there's theories running around. There's rumors or whatever oh, yeah. about, you know, debuts or whatever, of people costing Undertaker victory, possibly. You know, uh, one of the theories was Bullet Club showing up. Right. Uh, you know? I would love that. And that's a great theory to have. Um, I, I mean, you know, they already said Gallows and uh, Anderson. Anderson. Finished up with uh, New Japan. Yep, right. And that so, they, that was pretty cool. Yeah, they what were they bowing. did when they bowed. Yeah, and, and you could tell that they loved face to the mat. Yeah, they loved those people in in J and over in Japan, mm-hmm. and they were over so much over there. Oh yeah, but even with the the whole Shane and Undertaker thing, that was not on the pay per view. Nothing right. else no, from the pay per view. No, 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 I, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah, I get yeah, what you're saying. I know, I know, yeah. yeah, these next Raws. Are building WrestleMania, right? You yeah. haven't built a WrestleMania all no. year, no. and they wanted to sell hundred thousand tickets there at eighty right now. Yeah, yeah. Three, they want to sell twenty thousand. They'll tickets sell in the out. Next four I weeks. have no doubt but that they'll sell out just because people want the experience of they, going to WrestleMania. They better start booking some badass undercard matches. Yeah, uh, Owen. I think Owens and AJ need to do something because that would get buy rates up. That, that would sell some tickets. Mm-hmm. People getting to see Kevin Owens and AJ. Yeah, in the ring. I, uh, the, look, the Brock and Dean Ambrose is going to be amazing. It's, it's going to be brutal, be, yeah, but yeah. they really dropped the ball with Brock and the Wyatt family. Yes, yes, they did. I agree because I, I mean, like me and uh, my guy Vince at uh, the Grizzlies, we were talking about it. Took all of the Wyatt family basically, you know, jumped Brock Lesnar in the Rumble, you know, putting up how strong all of those guys are, and then you just forget about it. And then, you know, it's obvious that at that point, 
Brock was going to feud with probably Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. if not Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And then they never mention it again after that, and now he's feuding with Ambrose. Yeah. And the Wyatt family is just gone. Yeah. You got three matches so far. Yeah. Two. You got three. No, we got Brock and Dean. Brock and Dean. Oh, and okay, you're right, you're right, you're yeah. right, you're right. You got Brock and Dean, you got your main they, event. They better got, get on that undercard. Yeah. They've, they've got to get on that undercard. Yeah. And, you know, it's you bring up a very good valid point, Mike. I mean, it, they have not built WrestleMania all year. And for this being supposedly the biggest WrestleMania you know. ever. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at you look at past WrestleManias, you had Rock and Cena. They built it for an entire year. They built that for an entire year. Right, yeah. Then they built Rock and Cena 2 for an entire year. Yeah. We're, we're still waiting on thrice in a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they'll pull that trigger when they want to sell something exactly. out, I'm sure. Right, right. So, but and something else I think that's been underwhelming to me is the um, Hall of Fame. We're four, we five weeks out, and we've had two in, two, nomi- or two yeah. guys that we know are going in. Yeah. Sting and Godfather, which I thought Godfather, like, in the PG area, you're going to have a guy – Go into the Hall of Fame that whose thing was pimps up, hose down, or whatever it was, or the hoe train. Going to have a Hall of Fame hoe train, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they are saying they're they're going to be a little bit more edgy from here, at least well, through WrestleMania. I guess you're doing it the right thing. They're going to have to. But so. next week we'll get more into that. Let's go yeah. ahead and hit the Memphis wrestling moment. Mike's got for us. All right, February 26, nineteen seventy nine, Mid South Coliseum. Uh, we'll start from the bottom. Robert Gibson versus The Destroyer. Hmm. Danny Davis versus Mike Stallings. Wow. The Assassins versus Tommy Gilbert and Buzz Sawyer. Nice. I actually found one that we can read. Hey, yeah. really cool here. <laughs> I think you had to specifically go through and look for that, didn't you? <laughs> That's why I wasn't talking during the interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Golden versus Gorgeous George Jr. Nice. Southern Tag Team title match, Dennis Condry and Don Carson versus Bill Dundee and Robert Fuller. Wow. Bob Armstrong versus the Mongolian Stomper. And the main event, Southern Heavyweight title match, Jerry Lawler versus Professor Tanaka. Nice. Wow. Uh, It said it was before a crowd of 3,750. So it's still three thousand people. <laughs> I mean, three thousand, three thousand people went to go see wrestling. A, a decent night, I guess. Uh, At the Coliseum, Lawler beat Professor Toru Tanaka last night in the main event of the Coliseum Wrestling Show, but did not gain the Southern Heavyweight Title Belt because the victory came on a disqualification. And other matches before a crowd of thirty-seven fifty. Dennis Condry and Don Carson lost the Southern Tag Titles to Robert Gibson and Bill Dundee. Robert Gibson beat the Destroyer. Mike Stallings pinned Danny Davis. Tommy Gilbert and Buzz Sawyer won by disqualification from the Assassins. Jimmy Golden pinned Gorgeous George Jr. and the Stomper dropped Bob Armstrong. Thirty-five hundred people. Or he 30, dropped him. 30, 30, was he trying to slam him and drop him? What did I he? Guess. <laughs> Well, folks, that's all we have for this week. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for scribe- subscribing. The easiest way to get to this po- podcast is subscribing on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a quick five-star review. Leave a couple of comments. Also, head over to oversellpodcast.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. On our main player, you can listen to any episode we've ever done. We've got 44 of them now. We're almost at a year. Oh, my God, man. this has been a, It's been a fun year doing this, too. Um, 
Check out all the other episodes. After you get done, head over to Amazon.com and shop, shop, shop as much as you can. There's using no um, using the link. Using the link. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's there's no extra fees. There's no hidden fees. There's any, nothing like that. It's just you helping this podcast out by making any purchase. We just get a small kickback. Well, guys. Let's do, uh, as we always like to end every episode, I almost forgot to do this. Yeah. We like to do Superstar of the Week, so I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? Dan, you go first. I had to let the echo continue on. (laughs) It would, like, drown out a little bit there. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Brock. He's he's a beast, and they, yeah. They don't even need to book him as a beast. He's a beast on his own. Oh yeah, <laughs> that uh, German suplex, th- that German suplex, two reigns with Ambrose on his shoulder. Yeah, that, with, that made my this, night. Yeah, that made my night watching that. That was an awesome spot. So, Mike, I'm going to say Edge and Christian, but not because of what they did at the pay per view, but because of their, of their show. new show. Yeah, love it. It's I great. Love it. It's a great show. I love it. Did you see them dub the Beach Blast oh, yeah. movie? <laughs> that was freaking hilarious. Uh, anyone in the chat room, if you want to go ahead and give us your Superstar of the Week. Well, I think of mine because, as always, I don't know who I'm going to pick. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You know what? I got to go. You guys, went, who'd you go with again? Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian. Um. George in the chat room says superstar for the week is Balor for his Bailey entrance. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Balor, yes, yes, yes. that was yes. great. I love when they, they're amazing. That's all. Well, I was it, uh, Finn three sixteen <laughs> means I just hugged your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You guys um, went with the big guys. No problem with that. I'm going to stay local. I'm going to go with Dustin Five Star. Yeah. He's, this is like the third time he's won Superstar of the Week. Yes. Yeah. He's he's starting to dominate <laughs> here. But, you know, he got to make it, it. I don't know what it is, but for him to debut in MEW, it just makes MEW seem like a bigger deal. And now that they're getting involved in the Grizz Night, I mean, getting Dustin involved with the product, because he has a lot of promotional time. Oh, yeah. For 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 him to promote whatever shows he's being on. And him, him signing with MEW, is, I think, is just huge for that company. It could mean more shows, you know, Going Grizz Knight's going to be great exposure for them, mm-hmm. especially if they get if the if they get to see Chris Lex wrestle the FedEx Forum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really hope he does. I that, <laughs> you know I, I'm just I'm I'm a big fan for MEW and I want that company to be successful because I think it can be. I want to add one more uh, superstar of the week. Oh, hold on, you're going to add one no. more superstar of the week. <laughs> I want to start doing that every now, yeah, yeah, yeah. every okay. time now. Okay. <laughs> he can do that every night. <laughs> I will let him. But I'm gonna add uh, Randy Hale so he doesn't chase me down, beat me with a tire iron. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, there we go. Well, that was folks, great. thank you for listening. This is the Oversell Podcast.